0: Welcome in everybody to betting pros. It's time to place your bets. It is me, Joey P Joe P And today we're gonna take a look at the preseason NFL week one. That's right. We've got real football and I don't mean the hall of fame game because that's always a joke. We've got some real football week one. I know is going to be a joke, but it doesn't mean we can't make some money off of it. So I decided to invite a friend of mine who is new friend of mine, but kind of old friend in the sense because we always run the same circles, but we've never done a show together. And I thought it was time to stop that I thought it was time to break that streak it's Dave Lochran over from Odd Shopper Dave uh, you and I have been in this industry for a very long time between DFS and fantasy and betting never done a show together but I'm very happy to have you on here today I know preseason NFL is not exactly the sexiest topic but I think we can make it sexy and win some money and I think with the right news and the right approach we could do just that today so are you ready for some football in week one
1: I'm ready, man. I mean, look—it's—is this football in earnest? No, it's better than the hall. There's—I I was saying the other day. There's the Hall of Fame game, then there's preseason football, then there's regular season. So this is somewhere in the middle. But yeah, you hit me up the other day and asked—I uh, wanted to do come on to the show. Happy to. I, oddly enough, I enjoy talking preseason betting. I think you know there's a lot of nuance to it, and it's more like it's anything you know about football, like the regular season stats and. You know, offensive, defensive metrics, all of this, like, it all goes out the window to, to be able to, to research picks for for the preseason. It's an entirely different process. It's laborious too. like it takes a mm-hmm. while. But yeah. it's uh, if you can accept that it's a different process and know where to look, it's actually kind of
0: fun. I agree. It's actually – I think if you can focus it, you can find some really simple things to wager on and actually make some money. We had Chris Raybon on last week, uh, one of the best in the biz, and he was giving us some best practices. And I'm going to try to apply some of them myself because I'm somebody who wasn't always as heavy into the preseason. But, you know, it's time to – Get ready for football. So I'm using some of the things actually Chris talked about last week and I'm applying them. So if you missed that show, you can go back and listen or watch on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to the betting pros YouTube channel as well. And click that little bell to let goes ding because we're giving away premium subscriptions to betting pros. If you're looking for access to exclusive picks, top rated player props, or just custom analysis for your betting performance, betting pros premium has it all. You can go premium today at bettingpros.com slash upgrade, or like I said, drop a comment below. Let us know what you're betting on in week one of the preseason. Subscribe to the channel and you just might win because we're giving one free premium upgrade every single month going through the calendar year. So let's start with some of Dave's favorites and then I'm going to do some of mine. And then, of course, I can't let any guest who's smart go away <clears throat> without giving some look into what their futures are for the NFL season so we can continue to all bet together and make some cash. So, Dave, let's start with your number one bet going in this week to week one in the NFL preseason.
1: Yeah, there's a couple I like. I usually don't – I usually don't try and project out too far unless there's spots that immediately you see and no, you know they're going to move. Um, Baltimore Ravens generally being one of those. Two, we, can, we can talk about that. I know you might have some interest in uh, a one side Uh-oh. of that game. But looking at this, this game between the Patriots and the Texans, one thing to consider too is like you can get some big spreads in these games, which is surprising. And, and also the totals are going to look odd to you. Like if you, if anybody bet last year, you'd remember that the first week of the NFL preseason, not including the hall of fame game, the average total was like 33. And then mm-hmm. everything just soared over that total. The next week, everything opens up at 40. The average total was 40 and a half. So there were some big adjustments. Who knows if we see some of that this season, but I think the Patriots at plus four is a really interesting spot, you know, in Foxborough, you have D'Amico Ryan's. You don't, This is first pre. This is first action. First NFL action as a head coach. You know, you you can't look back at his record against the spread in the preseason. You can't look at any of that, and you already know that CJ Stroud's going to be the starter. But at the same time, like yeah, you have Davis Mills as well. I don't really know how much. I don't really know how much of an advantage that is over you know Bailey Zappi, who looked fine last season. Looked fine in the preseason. Even got some regular season work. Bill Belichick has also been somebody that in the preseason last year was kind of weird, but he had been nine and three in preseason games uh, in four seasons leading up to 2022. He's been, you know, solidly above 500 against the spread in his career as a head coach. They're at home. This is just one of those games where I I think there's an overreaction to CJ Stroud starting. And the fact that Davis Mills and Case Keenum are your backup, because it's not like you've got trash backing up, Uh, Mac Jones, assuming he doesn't play in this game. Then you also have that Malik Cunningham, the highest paid Mm -hmm. undrafted free agent, $200,000 guaranteed. They want to turn him into a wide receiver, but he's seen some opportunities in, in camp as a quarterback. Does he get some chances? So I think you're getting four. This has moved enough now when it opened at one and a half. This has moved enough now to four where I have no problem taking the points with the Patriots at home.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, and I'm glad you mentioned Cunningham, too, because he's getting a lot of buzz out of camp. So I think you're going to see Zappy in there, and you're going to see guys getting some reps in this offense because it is a new offense to everybody there. Bill O'Brien is back, but that doesn't mean anything to Mac Jones. It doesn't mean anything to Bailey Zappi because they didn't play with Bill O'Brien's offense. So this is going to be a little bit different, and I think the Patriots need to get those reps in early and often. Whether we see Mac or not, I agree with you 100%. This one was actually number four for me. I just missed my list. So let's go with your number two bet that you're looking at in week one of the preseason. What do you have lined up?
1: All right, let's do it. So, I, I have a. I mean, there's a few that look good. I, I haven't looked too much, you know, like Sunday yet because there's still a lot of unknowns um, but we can, we can keep it we can keep it uh, Thursday and Friday why not look at bengals plus four and a half uh maybe maybe I should move off of that because I was on plus four and a half yesterday I bet that uh, I threw it into some of our groups I'm trying to see it looks like that moved to three and a half everywhere so that's good news for me maybe bad news for you guys um <laughs> but okay okay so let me go to another one then because I I, I got four on here so I'll, I'll throw one more at you oh. I'm not going to give you four and a half when it's not there anymore. But I did think that was a pretty good spot. Well, that's
0: why you have the Betting Pros app, though, because you could find – what houses still have it in certain spots and that's why i tell everybody if you download the app you can say on top of these things and as this is moving like dave's saying you go and you look and you find where it is still a four and a half and you bet it at that house when you sink your sports books you're able to still get that line it might not have moved everywhere it might have moved in some of them places but not all of the places but what's another one that you have too that right now looks like it's locked in
1: yeah and agree you have to shop lines especially yeah you're not shopping lines in the preseason you're doing it completely wrong there were some totals out there yesterday on this game, 36 and a half, 35 in other spots. This one has moved to three and a half everywhere from what I'm seeing. But uh,
0: uh, okay, give me a me, give Of course, lot, says the guy from Odd Shopper. Of course, he says to shop the odds. Of course. I mean, to. come on. Yeah, I'm telling you. Stay it's on the, brand, baby.
1: The only way to do it. Uh, Giants and Detroit, over 35 here. There's 35 and a half in some spots, but you can get 35s out there. So when, when you have these teams, one thing to consider, and you were talking about, you discussed this with Raybon the other day, our last week just certain things to consider obviously it's coaches it's quarterbacks very fr- infrequently some narratives that play into it like hall of fame game in 2022 for Josh McDaniels but another thing is joint practices many often especially now that these game that we've gone to three preseason games instead of four uh, following the you know no preseason in, in covid year you're seeing the a lot of these coaches treat these joint practices as preseason games for the starters Right. They're not. They're not looking at the joint practices as 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 anything less than preseason games. So then you don't see a lot of starters. Brian Dable and Dan Campbell. These these two teams are in joint practices. Is it possible that Daniel Jones gets some opportunities here? Maybe he struggled in these joint practices, at least significantly in one day. Went six for thirteen, made some bad plays, threw some hospital balls to Paris Campbell. But you you, you look at the backups in this in this game, Joe. You have. Teddy Bridgewater and even Nate Sudfeld like Sudfeld's Mm -hmm. fine he he has some regular season starting uh, experience and then you have uh you have Terod Taylor on the other side Dan Campbell for the for the Lions too said he's going to douse Jamison Williams in in preseason reps right I'll take that any day of the week it's only one player but if Bridgewater and or Sudfeld are throwing the ball I think they can get it to him you're not going to have Hendon Hooker the third round rookie but you just look at this game. I think there's many different ways this could play out into a relatively high-scoring game, even if you don't get any Daniel Jones. So instead of a side here, I'd rather go with the total. And um, you, you look at this, Caesars has it at 35 still. They played six, you know, three preseason games each last year. The average score in the games that they played was 46.7. Five of the games that these teams played combined soared over uh, this total at 35. So really horrible defense from both of them and all of them. I, I like the, uh, I like over 35 in this game.
0: All right. Uh, and let's get to the last one here that you got. So after you have uh, the 35, you've got one more and you're in on the Browns game uh, as well. Let's talk about that one.
1: Yeah. I, I don't mind this at all. I mean, Kevin Stefanski's five and two in the preseason and two preseason uh, ex- experience that we've seen four, two and one against the spread Rivera's never, he has been a tough guy to to kind of pin down when it comes to preseason. I mean, he's 21, 21. Uh, over his career and twenty, twenty-one, and 20, or, and one against the spread. But, you know, you look at, you look at Stefanski in this offense right now, Browners, they're going to start Deshaun Watson. We know that he struggled last season coming back from the suspension. I don't think that's much of a surprise. They got the hall of fame game. So them and the jets are the only two teams that are going to play four actual preseason games this year. But then you have Joshua Dobbs, uh, Kellen Mund, he, He's no good. We already know that. But (laughs) GTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson, I know he was playing against guys that are never going to see the field in regular season action. I don't know if you watched. I'm sure you watched some of that Hall of Fame game. He actually looked good. Uh, He's got the dual threat capabilities. He read the defense well. If you've got him out there for a quarter, I think that's enough to give you the edge for Cleveland here. Yeah, K- Rivera's been kind of tight-lipped here when it comes to who's starting, but Sam Howell's your starter. You have Jacoby Brissett. You have Jake Fromm as your third string. They're only carrying three quarterbacks on the roster. But um, at home, plus Kevin Stefanski's preseason record, plus the fact that you're probably going to get around two series from Watson, then Dobbs, and probably a quarter from DTR. I do like this Cleveland spot laying three points at home.
0: Dorian Thompson Robinson, I thought was so impressive in that small sample that in yeah. a deeper dynasty league, I, he was undrafted and I picked him up the next morning. I, I threw in some fad budget and I was like, and, and I'm somebody that has Deshaun Watson. So I thought to myself, well, this seems like a good idea just to kind of, you know, I've got a roster spot open here. I could drop Teddy Bridgewater and I can go pick up this kid and see what happens as a little insurance. But I'm glad you brought that up too. Cause that was an, another thing that I noticed. He looked sharp, man, athletic. It's a good college career too. Uh, yeah. Combine was, you know, a little up and down, but you know, sometimes it's all about getting in the right spot in the right offense. All right. Here's some of the things that I'm in on this week in week one of the preseason. We'll get Dave's take on it. The first thing is follow the Ravens, right? I mean, the Ravens who just uh, 23 exhibition games in a row uh, covering the spread in 20 of those 23 instances. Uh, that's pretty good. Last time I checked. Now they are facing the Eagles. And I think this is kind of interesting because the Eagles are a team that I know I have big time investments in in the futures. Clearly. Uh, but last season, they allowed 30 points per game in the preseason. And I think that you're talking about an Eagles team that really just wants to get out of preseason healthy, get the young kids some reps, because they do have a younger defense now. These last two years, they've turned things over there. Uh, and I think it's important that they get those kids some action. But in this first one, especially, I think it's really important for the Ravens to start to figure out this new offense of Todd Munkin. So the Ravens at minus six, at the minus 110, I know it's a minus number, but you know what? I feel good about it, and if you want to put it with something else, I'm okay with it. I know it becomes a cliche, Dave, where we keep looking at you know the Ravens and investing in them in preseason, but until it goes otherwise, I'm just going to keep doing it and pounding the table.
1: Look, I hear you. It's hard to go against
0: them. <laughs> what can we do at this point?
1: The, yeah, the, the only thing is, like, this opened at four and a half, and it's just everybody loves Baltimore. You know what yeah, I mean? I know. So,
0: I know, and I don't like going with the public this hard, but – I just don't see why the Eagles in week one of the preseason are pushing any envelope I get whatsoever. No, I totally yeah.
1: get it. Plus, like, you know what you have in Marcus Mariota anyway, but yeah, no, no, listen, any, any time it comes down to the Ravens, you're never going to hear me argue it. The only difference now is I has, have the, has Vegas, have the books adjusted to this? Not that they're, you know, not that they can win, but are we just, are we just going to see the spread balloon so much each week that we might Maybe. start having the tip because wins are one thing covering the spreads another thing. And yeah, Harbaugh's Ravens have been covering the spread. There's no question about it. But even go back and look at last preseason, you saw it open at like, you know, threes, three and a halfs, And then I think against the Giants, it was six. And the next game, it was six, six and a half. First game was three and a half. But um, yeah, I'm never going to fault anybody for taking the Baltimore Ravens in the preseason, especially given that Nick Sirianni has shown that he doesn't care about the preseason at all.
0: (laughs) No, uh, he does not. That's for sure. Uh, But also, you know, you're just talking about, Uh, the Baltimore Ravens and and talking about how far it's going to go I think you're right I think if it's gonna go it's gonna go higher this week in week one to be honest with you Uh, I think it will be harder to do in week two when we're more starters playing And then week three you might have that balloon effect again when there's less guys playing depending on who is left to get reps and who they want to protect the next one for me is the Dallas Cowboys straight up on the money line at plus 160 they're four point Underdogs here against Jacksonville. And I'm not sure why uh necessarily. Like I know Jacksonville is a fun team at this point. I know they, you know, got into the playoffs, had a great run. I love Trevor Lawrence. Ridley's exciting, but they didn't win a game in the preseason last year, which I don't want to take too much into account because that was a page one rewrite situation where Urban Meyer left this organization in such a lurch and Peterson had to come in and figure things out. But I'm also looking at the Cowboys with some new pieces that they've got to figure out I think they're, you know, trying to get Dak Prescott some confidence, whether or not he plays much in this game is still kind of TBD, but I'm looking at the defense of the Dallas Cowboys and they're going to get some reps in this game too. And some of those players that they have the depth that they have, I think this line is just straight up wrong. Dave, uh, do you see it differently? Do you think Jacksonville is the team that should be favored? Cause I don't
1: No, I mean, Doug Peterson is historic, historically does not care about the preseason either. Right. So no, I, I don't. I, I don't have any issues with that. I mean, and, and and if you wanted to go Dallas, you know, money line, or you wanted to just take the points there, no, no issues. What
0: would you say the spread was in this one? Plus four. Uh, plus four right now. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I have no problem with that.
0: Look, here is one of
1: the things. I am just
0: taking them straight up on the money line, for plus one hundred and sixty. I, I don't like, hate Let's it. just go. Pe- yeah,
1: Peterson went four. Peterson's an interesting coach with with preseason history. So his first two seasons as an NFL coach with the Eagles. He actually cared about it. Well, I, I I'll use the term loosely, but he actually used his starters, and and and, and used it as an exp- like an opportunity to get them reps. Then in uh, 2018, <coughs> excuse me, he completely changed things up, and you can see that not only by the personnel but by his record too. He went four and zero in his first season, then two and two, then he went one and three, one and three, then no games COVID year, then zero and four last year because they played that Hall of Fame game against the Raiders. So you look over the last three seasons, even four, if you want to include 2017, Doug Peterson has not cared even remotely about the preseason. Mm -hmm. There's no way I'd be laying four on Jacksonville, I can tell you that much.
0: No, I, I think this one's just straight up wrong. And look, they don't get it wrong all the time. That's why they build hotels you know these books uh so that's yeah. you know a big part of it but preseason is a bit of chaos and i think that's always more difficult and that's why even though you might not be interested in these games there's ways to make money at it uh the last one for me dave is the indianapolis colts and the buffalo bills and the number right now you're getting is 39 and a half it's minus 110 again it's a minus number but i think it's a safe one uh because i'm looking at the colts and I don't think they know who they are right now. You're not going to have Jonathan Taylor playing at all in this game. You already had Zach Moss, who's hurt. So you're already maybe down to getting Evan Hull, some reps in this game and some other players like that. I I don't know what this offense is going to look like at this stage in the game too. Uh, And also on the Bills side, if I'm the bills right now, I am not pushing things too far. Like I'm trying to, you know, Take care of James Cook. I'm trying to take care of Damian Harris, who's doing a little bit of an injury right now. I'm not looking for, you know, to push any of my starters in week one here. Because frankly, let's be honest, you know, Josh Allen takes a a lot of hits throughout the year. Stephon Diggs is in his ninth season. You got to kind of put these guys in bubble wrap a little bit. So I feel like this one and going back to what Raybon talked about last week, when you see anything over 37 and a half, you know, you start to, you know, go that other way into the under, and I'm going to go with the under in the 39 and a half, because I think it's just too big of a number. Do you think that this one has a potential to go over or you or I am, where you think there's just way too many questions and not enough answers for them to hit close to 40,
1: not 39 and a half. That's a lot of points for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that Richardson's going to start, but again, you kind of go back to the Houston thing, right? When we were talking about the Patriots earlier, Yeah. Okay. So they're starting. These guys are, these guys are top picks, like second overall pick in Stroud, fourth pick in Richardson. They're still rookies that have never seen a single snap of NFL experience. And Sean McDermott said that he is going to play most of his starters, but not Josh Allen. Stefan Diggs won't play. So my assumption is that you're going to see a decent amount of defensive starters out there. My opinion, that lends to the under here, because if you're mm-hmm. taking Josh Allen out of it, but you're still playing a bunch of starters, you have no on Diggs either. But the defense is going to uh, presumably you are going to see defensive starters under under 39 and a half. You're asking for me to you're asking under 40 points in a preseason game in preseason week one. Yeah, you're not going to hear an argument for me there.
0: I've already put money on these things, and again, you can follow me on the app. If you download the app on Betting Pros, you go to bettingpros.com Joe. Boom, my pretty face pops up. You can follow me and a lot of the other experts who are really good at picking some of these games, probably even better than I am in the preseason, too. So make sure you go out there, you download the app, and you start following some of your favorite experts because that's a great way to stay in tune all NFL season. Now, Dave, I promise before we let you go – we talk about some of your future bets that you have already investments in or that you're looking at. So let's start with number one on that list of three that you're looking at in the NFL 2023 futures market.
1: All right. I figured I'd go, you know, all semi long shots here. Nobody. N-
0: sure. Let's have some fun, baby. Let's go. Look,
1: I, I could give you all day long like full season player stats, but, you know, do, do you want to wait out a minus 110 bet until
0: <laughs> early January? <laughs> No, that's Mo- no fun.
1: Most people don't. And if we do, it's not as fun to talk about. All right, how about how about the Carolina Panthers to win the NFC South?
0: Take, Interesting. I mean, Take me through. Take me through.
1: Well, there's there's not a single cor- look at the quarterbacks in this division. Desmond <laughs> Ritter. What's the likelihood hey,
0: that this guy I'm on the Falcons, so that's why I'm curious because Raybon and I were both on the Falcons last week, so I want to hear the opposite to hear for Carolina. To win the Let's division? Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it's, pr- but here's
1: the thing though. Our thinking is probably more in alignment than, than you would assume. It's that the division is completely up for grabs. 100%. Like you, you have the Atlanta Falcons who have some weapons, hands down. Bijan Robinson, uh, Kyle Pitts, you, you have a lot. Drake London. Some guy named
0: Drake London. Yeah, it's not bad. You Mac just got to have a facilitator.
1: 80 pounds yeah. of muscle which is,
0: did you see that video? It's, it's a little nuts. It's a little nuts. Yeah, I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah. He might be getting the call to the front office at some point, but,
0: <laughs> but
1: you know what?
0: Could it be short? Sure. Could
1: Desmond Ritter also just not be good? I, I think it's entirely possible. You have the, the, the new Orleans saints, Dennis Allen hasn't proven yet that he is a coach that can, you know, lead a team to a winning season. Derek Carr, is he the best quarterback in the division? Yeah, he is. And they have some weapons there. But, like, that's, the, that's, your, that's the, the most resistance as you're probably getting from the Saints. And then you're talking about Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask as your two quarterbacks in Tampa Bay. That team, the wheels completely fell off of the Tampa Bay Bucks last year. Who knows what you get there? So I just think it's a complete unknown with Carolina. Mm-hmm. You could get – and they're at plus 400, four to one. Bryce Young could be really good. Frank Wright, I know it was a disaster in Indy last year, but their quarterback play was as bad as you could possibly get, and yeah. there's not a whole lot you can do there. They do have some weapons. Maybe nobody that stands out in a big way, but they've got some guys that could, that could show up. They added uh, Miles Sanders, and also they have an offensive line that ranked top 10 in the year, year last season, and I think a defense that's going to improve. So give me plus 400. What was your guys' take on the Falcons?
0: Uh, well, it was kind of like, look, we have more outs. Whereas, like, if Ritter's not good, maybe Heineke could just kind of will this team, uh, with the weapons they have. Uh, Bijan Robinson, I think it's more just our love of Bijan thinking that he could just be a one-man wrecking crew and if they make enough adjustments on defense that the offensive line is good enough running this football like they proved last year with Algier but the mindset's the same like I'm not necessarily just buying into the old hat of what this old guard division was it was terrible last year I think it got markedly better necessarily I think there's opportunity for somebody else to step through there and we're both saying the same thing all right what's number two on your list here uh because I love this one I want to talk about this because I gotta get and run after this show and bet this because I could not agree more with this one.
1: All right, so this is this is just like a, more of a fun one, but also I bet it could legitimately win. Uh, you're talking the Cardinals one, right? Yeah. All right, Cardinals to be the lowest scoring team in the NFL at plus six fifty. My buddy Ben Rasa, uh, who I do many shows with, one of the sharpest guys I know from a betting perspective. He put me on to this one, and uh, it. I mean, you, you just think about this football team. They're going to be bad. And what what also makes a bad offense? It's not just bad weapons in the passing game, or you know, a, a bad quarterback or a quarterback coming off of a, a season-ending ACL injury. It's also a bad offensive line. And this team's projected to have one of the worst offensive lines from a pass blocking and run blocking perspective in the league this year. That's the case. They could be in a lot of trouble maybe they rack up a bunch of garbage time points entirely possible but the Arizona Cardinals to be the lowest scoring team in the year uh, in the league this year is one that certainly stands out to me now the only other thing I'll say though is I mean at this point it looks so bad for them that as far as least point props go they're plus six feet 650 the next closest team is plus 900 nine to one so wow. I mean they are de- they are squarely in the basement on this one but I still like it
0: I I love it. I mean, offensive line's terrible. The uncertainty of Kyler Murray's health or return date. Yeah. I mean, the lack of weapons. I mean, I mean, we could just go on and on and on. It's going to be ugly out in the streets. You know, the uh, green coaching staff. I mean, the fact that we're still getting plus six fifty on it. Like I saw this in the show sheet, and I basically said to myself, "Why didn't I see this earlier? Why didn't I bet this earlier?" All right, last one here. Let's end on a high note. This is another one. It's some fun here. You're going to make a case or an MVP in the league that's not named Mahomes, is not named Jalen Hurts. What's his name, Dave?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, we both know that when it comes to, to MVPs, it like, could it be Mahomes again? Of course. Jalen Hurts, sure. Joe Burrow, sure, assuming especially that he gets back in time. Uh, yeah, I, I think all of that could be the case. But I, I will say that Justin Herbert is a very interesting one to me. I, I think you probably make a case for Trevor Lawrence as well. Uh, when you when you look at, at Justin Herbert and, and the weapons in this passing game, assuming he stays healthy uh, and assuming that this is a, this is one of the Chargers team, I, I feel terribly bad for Chargers fans every year. I like the Chargers. I'm an Eagles fan, of course. But I've always liked the Chargers, you know, back in, in the Rivers and the Danian and Tomlinson days. But even now, it's just they always find a way to shoot themselves in the foot constantly. If this isn't the breakthrough season for Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley and company – I don't know what will be. You just added another could be top tier receiver. You have Keenan Allen. You have Mike Williams. You have Austin Eckler. Offensive line uh, should be one of the better ones in the league. Definitely top half. Could be top ten this year. I think it's entirely possible that Justin Herbert at twelve to one could be the guy. But I, I don't. I didn't bet this yet. I was just looking over MVP bets as the mm-hmm. one that stood out. That and Trevor Lawrence. I was undecided on. Do you have an MVP that stands out I to do. you this
0: year? Uh, you know, last year it, I had – I always focus it on two. Last year was Mahomes and Allen, and uh, that worked out well, uh, especially since I cashed out on Josh Allen because I did it on FanDuel. So what a, Josh Allen was going really well there. Uh, I think it was that loss to the Jets – and when he lost to the Jets, I like, nope, can't win now. It's over. If uh, I
1: recall correctly, he didn't just lose. I mean,
0: it was a it was, terrible was, offensive show, was. right? And I had a bad feeling. And I was like, you know what? Let me take it. It's already a win because it was at, I think, Smart. plus three or four at the time when I cashed out. And then I took that and hedged with Jalen Hurts which is interesting because Hertz then went ahead of Mahomes. People forget this right before he got hurt. Yep. So this year I'm going right back into that. Well, cause I think that it's Mahomes and it's Hurts, and you're still getting good numbers on both plus seven and plus eight in most books somewhere in that range. And I just think the Eagles are that class of the NFC, man. I just don't think anybody can hang with them. Not the guys in the division, not the other teams in the, in that conference. I just, and I don't want to jinx you guys. I know Philly guys, you know, you get a little antsy about when good things happen. It doesn't make you feel comfortable, but Man, oh, man, I'm just looking at them again. So those are the two guys for me uh, that, again, just locking in. I know Mahomes is boring and chalk, but this is the time to get it because, I mean, what are the chances they don't get back there again, especially if Burrow is dealing with any lingering issues with the calf? That's a real problem too. So uh, good stuff. Good Follow Dave on the Twitter machine, please, because he does fantastic work. Go check out what he does over on Odd Shopper as well. You can follow him at Locky D, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. Uh, Dave, always uh, a great uh, betting guy. It's great to finally get you on a show here together and talk a little wagering and let us know what you are betting on too week one of the preseason. Drop it in the comments below in the YouTube channel. I want to hear from you what you got going on. Download that Betting Pros app and don't forget, When you subscribe to the channel and you've got that opportunity to go ahead, drop a comment, subscribe, like the video, you might just win a premium subscription over at Betting Pros, or you can upgrade right now at bettingpros.com slash upgrade. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Dave, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids.